Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Asian Dating Podcast. Today, I have special guest, Chi Love. Chi Love is the CEO and founder of NYA Love and Dating Services. She is also a certified matchmaker and dating specialist who enjoys working with singles all over the U.S., ages 25 to 75, who are single, entanglement-free, and serious about their search to find true love. She believes in a direct, straightforward, honest approach and has packages that are highly competitive in comparison to others in the industry. Welcome to the show, Chi. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I know right off the bat, people are going to be like, NYA, what does that mean? And it kind of threw me off. So tell me a little bit about your matchmaking services and why it's NYA. Yeah. So NYA stands for not your average. I'm not based out of New York. I do get asked that question quite commonly. Just wanted to put it out there. And my clients that I have are very different. They're not your average clients and I love them all. And I love what I do. Um, I do primarily work within the Black and African community, but I do not discriminate. I have clients from all different types of ethnicities and backgrounds. Um, I do only work with clients in the U.S., again, typically ages 25 to 75, but I'm open. You can always have a conversation. I mean, you do have to be legally single, marriage-minded, and looking for something real. So yeah, um, I do tend to talk about everything with my clients from sexual intimacy to love languages, to past trauma, to kinks, to political stance, everything. Um, the goal is to match you with someone that you can see yourself saying, I do too. So I do my very best not to leave any stones unturned. Well, I know you've been in the industry um, since 2020, but you've been matching since 2000. So when you were a fifth grader or whatever, but now you say that NYA, not your average matchmaker. So tell me about some of the things that prompted you to start your own business, because you saw that your business is so different than the other average matchmaker out there. So what are some things that set you apart uh, with your clients and you? Yeah. So I'm a one woman show. I, I do it all from the screening to the background checks to the social media findings. It's all me. I do encourage my clients to be open to long distance. I don't have a specific region that I serve. It's just people in the U.S. And I want people to come as they are and leave better than they came. I want people to learn new things about themselves. And what really inspired me was heartbreak. I I had my heart completely shattered by someone who I thought was going to be my forever. And I was feeling really, really low. I'm depressed even. And I started thinking, I wonder how many other people have been hurt or completely unraveled from this bad relationship or failed marriage and stopped believing in love. And I was there, right? And so I wanted to create something that gave people hope again. I found hope again. I found the best love of my life and something that I never would have dreamed possible if I would have sat in that feeling of hurt and pain. But it was through healing that NYA Love and Dating Services was formed. And I'm so glad that I created this business, especially because being from Seattle, Washington, when I Googled and did my research matchmakers in my area, I saw no one that looked like me. 
And so I was like, you know what? This is a chance for me to create something beautiful in a region that really needs it. That's great. That's great. I love how you said um, someone has to be legally divorced or for sure legally separated. Are they? Yeah, are, no, not even. No. Nope, okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So they have to be completely divorced, done with their previous relationship, and then uh, find love with you. So why is that? Why not take someone who is legally separated and physically already moved out of the house maybe a year ago or two years ago, but they just haven't finished their paperwork with being divorced? That's a great question. So the thing is for me is I don't want to introduce you to someone that you feel like is your forever and they can't create a forever with you because you're still living in the past. Now, if other people are getting divorced and you file the paperwork, but nothing's happened yet, you can get divorced too. So <laughs> just whatever you need to do to get there, I want you to get there. Because my thing is, I don't want someone to fall in love with someone else that I introduced them to just to find out, oh, you know what? I would further things, but technically I'm still married. I'm an at the end of the day type of person. And at the end of the day, this person is still entangled with someone else. That's why I say entanglement free on all ends. It just makes it better for me to be able to match people that are single and legally single with nothing abiding them to someone else. Okay. I love it. I love it. And I also like how you say that you want people to explore long distance relationships because I uh, interviewed a matchmaker and she said that she prefers people to date within their community, close by. You need the geographically desirable locations for getting to know each other, but you have a different take on it. Your take is why not explore long distance relationships? Tell me about some of those success stories that you've had. Yeah, great question. So here's the thing. When you are dating in your same state, you're only kind of closed off within your state. Like you're going to the same bars, the same parties, seeing the same type of people. But there's 49 other states out there with people that are single and searching just like you. So I think it's important to expand and not just be so limited to just your state. Then you're only focused on the population there. There's only so much swiping you can do before you go through all the singles that are in your area. Right. So having an open mindset when it comes to dating and exploring outside of your state is very, very helpful. Again, both people need to be intentional, though. I'm not saying it's easy. Oh, it's a piece of cake. It's a walk in the park. Absolutely not. Both people need to be willing to put in the work to communicate and compromise. Who's going to go visit who? Right. So the one of my clients that I recently matched, she is in Washington and he is in Texas, but they're both very intentional. They aligned on so many levels. One of their dates ended up lasting nine hours on a Zoom, like just communicating and seeing each other and just learning more about everything. Nine hours is a long time. That's about the typical time of, <laughs> of you going to like a typical eight day, I'm sorry, eight hour work day. Right. So they're learning, they're growing, they're putting in the energy and effort. It just takes two people that are like-minded, but it's possible if you find someone who aligns with who you are, and then you can start talking about, okay, well, where are we going to live? Where are we going to move to? What makes sense for us both? But limiting yourself to just one state, I mean, that gets kind of boring. There's a reason why you're not finding your person in the state that you're in. They're probably not there. I agree. I agree. So tell me about not your average client, what are some other obstacles that they have? I know you mentioned that their sexual preferences or that, you know, tell me a little bit about that and what you do to help them out with that. 
Yeah. So I don't discriminate when it comes to sexual preferences at all. Um, I'll help anyone as long as they're legally single again and looking for something real. So I do have a client that's asexual and she explained to me that she's open to dating any gender. It's really not about that. It's really about them understanding that she's just not as sexual as other people may be. It does. She doesn't get horny, so to speak. Like it doesn't come to her in that way. And that was a challenge for me at first because I said, okay, well, are you sure you want to work with me? I am a matchmaker, but I honestly, you'd be my first asexual client. And she was so sure because she said the way she connected with me, the questions that I asked her to truly understand who she is made her feel more comfortable. And that touched my heart because, you know, as a matchmaker, you never know who's going to do the consultation with you until you're actually on the video chat with them and communicating with them. And her openness, her vulnerability, her self-awareness in her mid forties about who she is, that was so, so wonderful to see. So I create a space for my clients to feel comfortable talking to me about anything, right? And I think that's why my business has grown so much. And I am getting all these different types of people from different types of backgrounds and experiences because I give them the freedom to just be. But I'm also very honest and open and realistic with them. Based on what you're looking for, it's going to take me some time to find them. This could take six to eight months, maybe even a year. Are you patient enough to trust the process? If they're like, actually, that's not going to work for me. I understand, right? But if they are willing to trust the process and engage with me on this journey for us both, then I'm more than happy to help them. All I ask for my, my clients is that they are open, honest, and transparent about who they are and what they're looking for. That's all I need. So what's your day-to-day -day like as a matchmaker? What do you do? So a lot of my days are spent headhunting. If I don't have your person in my database, I'm going to go find them. It's reaching out to matchmakers, sending pictures, asking questions. For instance, I have one of someone who just recently signed up with me um, and she's a thicker woman. She has two kids. She's divorced and she's really great, really sweet. So I just reached out to matchmakers in her area first because, you know, her love language is quality time. That's up there for her. So I want to start in her area. But because I don't have a lot of people in Colorado, I reached out to matchmakers there and see what they had to say. Right. But it's always, always, always trying to find someone their next happily ever after. That's literally the day to day, whether I'm out getting ice cream, like, hey, I notice I don't see your ring on your finger, sir. Like, <laughs> I'm a matchmaker. Are you single and searching? Like always, I'm approaching people at the grocery store, at the gym. A lot of women like a man that is in shape. A lot of men like a woman that's in shape. So I'm going there, sweating my behind off and trying to make connections. Um, <laughs> so I really, I, there really is no means as to how far I go for my clients. I'm not a shy person. There's not a shy bone in my body. I will approach anyone, anytime, any place, anywhere, if I feel that they could be a good fit one of my clients. So that's my day to day. A lot of searching in the DMs, a lot of, Hey, hi, how are you? I noticed this post. Are you single? I'm constantly doing that around the clock, wherever I go. <laughs> now, Chi, you mentioned that you are outgoing, you are an extrovert and you are very, you have a big personality probably, right? Like people who are extroverted, it's a total advantage to be a matchmaker and have a outgoing personality. But what if there are people out there listening that are not outgoing, but they're more of an introvert? How do you suggest that they become their own matchmakers? And what are some things that they can do to put themselves out there to meet people if they're kind of shy and not very, very uh, outgoing? I love that question. So what I would suggest to the introverted people is to just find like-minded people and go to singles events. These are people that are single, just like you. Maybe they're not really big on, you know, 
um, dating apps per se, but maybe in person, you may have a better vibe with them. So if there's, if you're really into more nerdier things and find something that's geared towards like Star Wars or, you know, if you have a green thumb, maybe singles that like plants, I don't know, just explore something that's within your comfort zone, but kind of pushes you out of your comfort zone at the same time. Right. So find people with like-minded interests and get out of the house. You got to go outside. I know you're going to be introverted, but your husband or wife is not just going to land on your doorstep. Just, hi, it's me. The one you've been waiting for. You got to put yourself out there and make the effort. It may be kind of daunting at first, but always encourage people to wear things that make them feel beautiful or handsome, whatever makes you feel good and confident and get out there. Right. It's not, it's, again, it's not going to be easy, but you've got to go where the singles are. How else else are they going to find you? And, but find things that bring you joy. If you're someone who likes to hike, then join a singles hiking club or just join a hiking club for people. And maybe you'll meet someone there that have similar interests to you, but you got to go outside. (laughs) Yes. You have to go outside. I mean, I wish we can just deliver these people to them at the doorstep, but um, going back to when you said, Hey, if you like Star Trek or Star Wars, and I mean, even go out, to a comic-con or go to some kind of event like that and wear a shirt or something that would increase the opportunities of people talking to you or even wear that kind of a shirt walking around and see if there's another person that's into you and meet you at the grocery store or chat you up or do that kind of stuff. Or you can maybe volunteer for a company that sells that kind of stuff or create your own meetup group that I don't know, Star Wars interested people who can apply and we could talk about different things or different movies and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, there's so many ways of getting attention, right? Um, It depends on how, how motivated you are to make changes in your life because yeah, it just doesn't come to you naturally. So, okay. That's, those are good tips. Those are good tips. Now, what else, uh, you've been doing this professionally for a few years now, what are some things that you've learned about the industry that you didn't realize three years ago until now you're like, huh, I didn't realize this happens or this is a big deal. Like what are some of those things that you've learned along the way? Yeah. So because I have a niche, but, but without having a niche, I've learned that the physical appearance of people is very, very important to many people. When I first started my business, a lot of people said I shouldn't show pictures. Oh, don't show pictures, don't show pictures. And I went back and forth, back and forth and decided, you know what? I'm gonna show pictures because it's important for me for someone to connect with the individual, not only internally, but physically as well. I want you to have some type of inkling. Also, there are a lot of matchmakers that don't work with heavier set clients as much. And I'm a plus size woman. Some of my clients are plus size. Um, and I just let them know the matchmaking community can be pretty particular, right? And I set reasonable expectations all the time. And I always want them to have professional photo shoots where they feel beautiful or they feel handsome. It's very important that my clients are confident in the process and can just trust it because I want them to feel that they are worthy of love. And a lot of people that hire matchmakers sometimes have started to lose hope and faith, maybe in themselves, or maybe they're like, oh, maybe something's wrong with me, you know, and I want to let them know that they are worthy and that they are enough. I learned quickly that it's a very superficial society that we have. And even though I've always known that, you know, um, it 
being a matchmaker, it was further revealed, right? By talking to other matchmakers. And, you know, I had people that would send me their clients, like this person had a consultation with me, really sweet, but it's going to be hard to match them because they're a little bit heavier than what I would. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. I'll take them on, you know? Um, and then having those conversations with my clients, like, listen, a lot of what you're looking for, I'm going to do my very best to find, but I want you to be open. You just have to be more open. I don't want people to have this physical expectation of how their person has to be and then only want that. Like I, I encourage them to be a little bit more open-minded and dig a little deeper because we all come in different shapes and sizes, but we all have our preferences as well. And that's another thing that I learned just because you want something or you are attracted to something doesn't mean that type of thing or preference is going to be attracted to you. What people don't understand about what makes it so challenging as a matchmaker is your client can want and desire all these things in a person, but that type of person has to always want and desire them too. It has to be mutual or else you literally have nothing. So um, setting reasonable expectations is everything. And in the beginning of my matchmaking business, I said yes to everyone, May. Yes, 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 yes. I'd love to be your matchmaker. Yes, but I quickly learned some energies and attitudes. I don't want, if you have 27 things on your list, I don't want to work with you. You're already going to be a headache, right? So, yeah. Um, I know we both have niche businesses, right? I have uh, Asian women, men who want to date Asian women, same age range as you kind of. I only work with people 35 to 65 men and the women, you know, 21 to 65 would work. But a lot of the Asian women that I work with are slender, petite, tiny. So the men who come to me are expecting that or want that. So when I get a plus size Asian woman, it is harder for me to match her as well. So I uh, I get that. I get that um, every matchmaker has different clientele. And it just depends on who we are and being ethical and taking their money and saying, hey, yes, I can help you. If I take your money, I want to be able to help you. I'm not just going to take your money and run and not produce the matches for you. So I I, I have a tough time taking um, an overweight guy who expects slender Asian women. So I, I, I tell him, you know what? I don't feel comfortable taking your money because I don't think I could deliver. So why would I want to stress out, you know, overnight and worry about it. So yeah, there are definitely people that now, 15 years later, I've been in this industry. Yeah, I took on everybody too at the beginning, but then I quickly learned and quickly refunded some people that I couldn't help. But uh, now I'm more selective, you know, now I'm like, okay, I'm only going to take your money if I think I can help you. So, so I get it. I get it. Like we want to help everybody, right? Like, I feel like all matchmakers want to help everybody. That's kind of what makes the matchmaking community so special is because we're all so assisting. We just want to help people find love and because we love love, right? We believe yeah. in love. So yeah, that's that's the tough part. I love how open we're being about this because it's not talked about enough. So there are some people that I've taken on that I know are going to be more difficult, but not impossible. But there has been a couple of people where I'm just like, you know what? I've told them straight up, it will take me over a year to match you. I do not want to take your money until you fully understand that. It's going to be a lot of work on my end, right? Um, for instance, I think the most challenging client I have right now is Nation of Islam. I have not come across very many Nation of Islam men that are above 50 with no kids. 
her criteria, right? It's been very challenging for me, very, very challenging. And speaking of refunding, she has been a client that I have definitely considered refunding, but every single time I try to have a conversation with her about it, she always pushes back and says, I believe in you. You can do this. I've tried everything else. I'm now in my fifties. If this, you are my last hope. And because I've communicated the process, because I've communicated that it's going to take me over a year and she's just still, okay, all right, let's do this. It's all right. I'm going to continue living my life until you have an update for me. It's empowering in a sense, but also challenging. It's very challenging. And I appreciate her for hiring me and believing in me. And it's been quite tedious, but I will not give up. Um, I have other clients that, like one of my clients, she's Nigerian, beautiful woman, breathtakingly beautiful. But once a man who's Nigerian as well from a specific tribe, Igbo tribe, which is the same tribe as me. And it's been challenging, challenging. But with her, I'm really optimistic. With all of my clients, I'm optimistic. But there have been people that I've turned down because their criteria is just not feasible for me. Now, these clients are, it's difficult, but it's not impossible. It's just going to take me getting really creative. Um, and I communicate with that them through and through. I do think that in this nature of business, I think that people don't understand how difficult <laughs> it is. Because yes, we do want to help everyone, but we can't help everyone. And then just knowing how to give your client that reassurance, you know, and knowing to let them know like you are enough, what you're asking for is difficult, but not impossible, right? We're in this together. It's our journey. So those conversations do happen, but there's nothing else on this planet that I'd rather be doing. I cannot see myself waking up and not trying to find someone, their next husband or wife that literally feeds my soul in a way that's insatiable. And I can't imagine doing anything else. Um, this is what gives me joy in life. And I'm so grateful to be a matchmaker, regardless of the trials and tribulations that we face on a day-to-day -day basis. So thank you for being so open with me. Wow, that just, that was a great conversation right there. I just think um, the reason why I love being a matchmaker and a day coach is, is really one word. I'm just so nosy. I just love talking to people about their love lives. And, and it kind of gives me permission to ask people about their love lives because it's like, oh. well, it's my business. So it really is my business. And I really love just asking people how they met, you know, what made you like your husband when you first met him like what made you tick like we're always learning right like every day that we're meeting with clients and meeting their potential matches for them we're just learning about love i just yeah i just love this business it's so much fun but okay so for people listening out there let's say they're uh into dating um black african american men so who are some of the clients that you're searching for that you need help with? Like if they know somebody that might be a good fit for one of your clients, talk to me about your clients a little bit without naming their names and what you're looking for. So in case someone's listening, they're like, oh, I do have this neighbor or friend that might yeah. be a good match. So talk to me about that. Okay. So I have three clients that are based in Washington state. And they are, well, two of them are curvier, they're black women, and none of them have, well, two of them don't have children. Those two ones that are curvier, they don't have any children, um, but one of them is open to dating a man with children and wants to at least adopt. And the other one prefers, even if he does have children, that's fine, but she doesn't want any of her own. Obviously they're in their fifties, but you know, to each their own, um, but mainly finding men that are 
marriage-minded um, Black and in Washington State would be ideal. I have screened some. I do have some that are coming up. I'm collaborating with another matchmaker. So cross my fingers on that. Um, but yeah, they just want someone they can have fun with. Someone that's going to be able to take them on the dance floor here and there, like loves traveling. All three of them are really looking for the same type of guy, but it's just one of them has kids and doesn't want any more. The other two don't have kids. Um, and they're beautiful, really sweet women. And I just want to find someone truly incredible for them that just loves life. Um, of the three, one of them is only interested in dating other Black men. The other two are open on race, although they have a preference for Black men. Um, so yeah, that's them. And then I have another woman who is in the military. And that's been kind of difficult in some ways. Some men aren't open to dating women in the military, but she's currently stationed in Washington and she's open on race as well. And she wants someone who's fit, um, financially stable and can be supportive of the military lifestyle. She's an incredible woman with a lot of love to give, but just wants someone that's going to be understanding and still, you know, ride along in this wonderful game of life with her. And then I have the Nation of Islam woman who's in her 50s and based out of Arizona. And she wants to date a Black Nation of Islam man, no other denomination of Muslim. And he has to be Nation of Islam and preferably without kids, but still wants kids. Um, he can have children, but she does prefer them to be younger. So yeah, that's her. Um, she doesn't want to move from Arizona. So he has to be willing to also relocate to Arizona. So I have her as well. And I say those are the main ones. And then I have my Nigerian client who is open to dating men anywhere in the US um, and Canada, but he has to be from the Igbo tribe and Christian or Catholic. She's open to Catholic as well and financially stable, um, ideally over 200,000 a year. Other than that, those are my, the main clients I've been searching for. Um, yeah. And then I have some other men. That's a whole nother conversation. But yeah. So if you are single and searching, I'm always looking for marriage-minded men, especially Black or African men that are legally single and ready to meet their someone. So I'm always open. And I can also share how to reach me. But Yeah. Just know that it's going to be a very real eye-opening experience. And I want to know you for who you are and match you with someone that you can see yourself saying, I do too. Um, but in a nutshell, those are the clients that I'm actively searching for right now. You know, that's actually the first time I've asked a matchmaker um, on my show about, hey, who are you searching for? Tell me a little bit about uh, your clients. And this is probably like the 50th, 55th episode but it just really makes you think like, wow, matchmakers really have criteria that they're searching for and vetting for. So when you hire a matchmaker, it's not just, oh yeah, just send me someone cute. It's like, they need this, this, and this, and that's why we vet them. And that's why we do all the hard work, right? And I know Chi and I, we are uh, with two matchmaking groups and we go to conferences and we know monthly we have these calls with other matchmakers and we learn and we network and that's kind of what we do right it's like we just reach out to everybody and anybody that would listen to us that would help us find a potential partner for our clients and that's what makes us so rewarding when you do find somebody for your clients it's like wow i actually jumped through a lot of hoops to find this person and i hope they hit it off so but you mentioned um photos before and 
I started off in this business 15 years ago showing photos. And trust me, I've had a lot of matchmakers say, why do you show photos? You don't need to show photos. And I don't want to go on a blind date. I've been set up before on a blind date. And when I met him, uh, my friends set me up and I'm like, wait, you thought him and I would make it like a good couple? Like I was actually offended, right? So I understand as a matchmaker, I show photos because I just want their buy-in. I want them to look at the photo and want to meet that person. And that's, you know, the first step, right? To get them excited to meet each other and for them to like anticipate the date. So I'm a fan of showing photos as well. Yes. I love that you said that. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But, you know, to each their own, everything, you know, people can do their business or design it however that works best for them. But I love the matchmakers that are okay and advise and also do show photos. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> well, Chi, thank you so much for spending time with me today. And I will put all of your contact information in the show notes for people to find you in case they have a fabulous match for one of your clients or just curious about your clients. Hopefully they will email you and be in touch with you. But any last parting words from you on helping the singles out there, whether they're in Washington or all across the US, just give us some last pearls of wisdom from you. Yeah, yes, this was such a great experience. So what I will leave everyone with is just to know that you are enough. I think that after bad relationships or failed marriages, a lot of people get into their heads about what they could have done better, et cetera. And yes, it is important to have some self-reflection and self-awareness after an ended relationship or marriage. However, know that you are worthy of love, regardless of what your ex-husband or your ex girlfriend or ex-wife or whatever had to say about you, you are worthy of love. Take the time to heal and then get back out there when you're ready. And there are 7.8 billion people and counting in this world. So do not let one failed relationship or marriage, or even maybe a couple hinder you from finding love because you, you are worthy of it. Well said. Well said. Well, thank you, Chi, for your time. And ladies, if you're out there ready to find love and want to be in my database, please go to twoasianmatchmakers.com, fill out a profile with me. And men, if you want to be in the driver's seat and want me to search for lovely Asian women for you, then please go to my website and get in contact with me. And then we'll go from there. Okay. Bye, everybody.